Dubai I 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. Talking of thoughts, there are loads coming in with regards uh, to our main talker today with good reason. It's got people talking. Zina Zalameh? Yes, yeah, so Onaiza got in touch to say embracing the future in education is taking so long. I'm so glad this happened, making the education dinosaurs move along. Ooh, stop the factory approach to learning. And it should cost less too, not only uh, access for deep pockets. Uh, Hillary says in four weeks, the temperature will go up. It probably won't survive or spread here then, talking about the virus. Yeah, is it a seasonal thing? Is that uh, something that, if it were a seasonal thing, then why are we seeing so many concerns from the very highest of the uh, authorities? Remains to be seen there. Uh, thanks also to Dev, who's been in touch with us this morning. Good on you, Dev. Uh, saying this precautionary move is simply, well, that precaution with adjustment protection for our vulnerable children. All the adjustments just need to be looked at and at very best tried. The coronavirus, if not handled well, could be even bigger issue. I noted most views are targeting teachers, refunds, etc. Uh, companies just need to be flexible and to help where possible. This last couple of weeks, too much bad vibes for teachers. Let's just stop and try and let's all work together. Good on you, Dev. Always uh, a voice of reason. Zines? Yes, we've also got Ashwini who called in to ask a question. Ashwini has very young children and she's concerned about what e-learning um, will do to their uh, learning progress. Let's hear from her. My two little ones, um, they're in FS1 and FS2, and I would like to know how the e-learning will work for small kids, especially they can't stand still, you know, for a long time. And I have no previous experience. Since I have three little kids in FS1, FS2 and KS2, I don't know how it will work. Like if they are starting at the same time, how will all of the three of them manage the e-learning? Help is at hand. Dubai-based doctoral student at John Hop- Johns Hopkins University uh, doing her doctorate in education technology, merit scholar and shift Fellow as well, uh, with a dissertation that focused on ed tech, distance learning, and blended learning in the UAE. Alison Burroughs was listening to the show a little earlier on today and was on hand to uh, tell us what research tells us about e learning. Education technology apps need to have certain components, teachers need to have certain teaching behaviors, and parents need to have certain skills at home. So, yes, this can be done in this context, context that we're seeing now in Dubai. I recommend that education apps provide a lesson to the student and then follow up with an assessment. And the best way to do this assessment is question by question. So rather than giving kids 20 questions in a row and then at the end telling them what percentage they got correct or incorrect, students need to work with apps where the feedback is immediate. They take one question, The app tells them if they got it right or wrong. If they got the question wrong, then the application comes in and provides them with the support and feedback they need to get the question right or master this skill. Big thanks to Alison Burrows for joining us live on the line there. Thanks also to InnoVentures. They got in touch saying the UA government is taking measures to ensure the safety of students in the UAE. We support their decision as the health and well-being of our students is always our utmost priority. InnoVentures Education has already been using best-in-class digital learning programmes across its schools to promote independent and inquiry-based learning. We're now initiating distance learning with our students to ensure learning continuity. At the same time, we're doing our best to support parents by addressing any concerns or questions that they may have. That was from InnoVentures Education. Let's hear it now from the Chief Education Officer 
uh, from the new Nordic School. He's an expert on online learning and artificial intelligence. Stephen Cox joins us live on the line. Stephen, thank you very much indeed for your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me along. Pleasure to be here. Let's talk uh, um, online learning, distance learning, as it's been referenced to here in the region at the moment. Um, A lot of people texting in with questions regarding it this morning. Uh, The tenant of a lot of those questions being, is distance learning the same as home learning? I think distance learning is 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 basically about learning online. So it it just depends where you are in terms of uh, whether you're at home or whether you're working uh, from another remote place. I think that so in terms of the, the difference between distance and only home learning, there's really not that much to to say in terms of the actual uh, place where you are. What's more important is the interaction that you have between the the teacher and and the student and, and and ensuring that continuity around that formative assessment. So there's ongoing feedback during the course of that uh, discussion, whether it's face-to-face uh, through through the uh, technology that's, that you're using, or whether it's uh, an online in terms of the actual uh, uh, technology-enhanced questions that the previous uh, uh, colleague was talking about in terms of that on, online sort of real-time feedback, which is really important for students. In line with your research and what you know of uh, online learning and the use of artificial intelligence, how effective is it at present, and how effective could it be here in the UA right at, the na- right at this uh, at this present moment? So yes, uh, obviously this is a very challenging time for schools and a very turbulent and difficult time. But uh, for somebody who's been speaking recently around the future of learning, uh, I'm quite happy in a sense that it may force schools to rethink how they teach in terms of the using technology and how they may future-proof their school. We are moving to more of a hybrid style of education. Uh, I think that current uh, technology software that some schools are using uh, is, is going to perhaps replace the traditional teaching in terms of uh, from it being face-to-face in the classroom to a similar style uh, in, in an online forum or in the cloud. Uh, I see uh, those uh, schools that are embracing future of learning by using machine learning that really takes data and personalizes and pushes content to students uh, being much more beneficial uh, and, and advantageous at this time. So uh, I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm quite pleased that it may force schools to look in that direction. A lot of concern amongst parents with good reason at the moment, the concern of the unknown, Stephen, but a lot of concern coming through from parents of younger children as well who suggest that online learning, distance learning, call it what we will at the moment, is better suited for children in uh, the more advanced uh, years and a little later on in schooling. Is that the case? How does it work for younger kids? Yeah, I would agree uh, uh, in a sense that in terms of using any form of technology, you know, technology doesn't get rid of a, or amplify bad teaching, only enhances good teaching. So, and technology should only be used if it's going to improve the, the learning outcomes of, of young students. So at an early age, it's a very uh, difficult time in terms of uh, the balance between when technology is adding value uh, as opposed to being used just for, for an awful game. So, uh, there are a lot of applications out there that young students use in kindergarten that, are, that 
do provide an opportunity for students to learn uh, through fun and, and learn through play. Uh, you know, I work for uh, a Finnish company where Finnish education in the early years is based on going outside and learning through play. And perhaps that's something we should encourage too. Working parents also concerned this morning trying to work out their schedules moving forward. And another of their concerns, Stephen, is how they'll be able to monitor learning progress, something that they traditionally have entrusted in teachers. Uh, Is that a concern? Again, it will depend on the school and institute. You know, good or outstanding schools tend to have very good communication channels with parents. Uh, And again, this is about... uh, having a very effective parental engagement strategy, not not involvement strategy where parents go to institutes and receive information. Really in, engagement is around how student, how parents can be involved in their uh, children's learning. So those schools that have initiated those kinds of programs where uh, the parents is much more engaged in the learning and using the, the communication uh, technology and software that's available in the school will be in a, at an advantage in the sense that uh, they will still be able to monitor uh, more closely even uh, the progress of their students' uh, uh, attainment. Interesting times indeed. Stephen Cox, thank you so much indeed for your time this morning. Stephen Cox is the Chief Education Officer at New Nordic School, an expert on online learning and artificial intelligence. Our thanks to Stephen. This is Dubai I 103.8.